And welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to break down UFC Fight Night for Zeeb versus Gamrot and all the shit that circles it. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Let us know what your thought is of the TKO, foot injury, all that down below. And if you're a Bryce Mitchell lover, please let us know down below. We pray with you, brother. As always, this is Paul, pick a win of content, and I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's your boy, Kevin. Water boy, your boy. And I got the Oreos on deck today. You feel me, man? We eating good out this bitch. Well, Paul, I've been trying to tell you this. I don't mind telling you again. Bryce Mitchell is an American hero. He's really what Kobe Covington thinks he is. But you can put him in there with Volkanovski right now, and Bryce Mitchell's the one walking out. It might be half dead, but he'll walk out. On his own two feet. With me saluting. I'm telling you, there's a different tier. There's just a different tier of city of America. There's, there's, there's just a tier of two Americans by themselves. It's Sean Strickland, Bryce Mitchell, American hero. America. Built America. Ford tough. No, nah, built Ford tough. America. Wrangler jeans. Uh, jeans. Bryce, Bryce Mitchell wasn't the only baller on the card, too. I mean, we'll get into the Bryce Mitchell, but there was a lot of there's a lot of finishes. So I was guessing there's there a lot of ballers uh, on this card. It was hard. This was crazy. It's hard to pick the finish of the night due to how how good of all the finishes were. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not for that person. Whoever has to decide those bonuses. Unfortunately. The heavyweight GOAT himself, Muhammad Usman, wasn't one of the finishes. He got the decision win. But, I mean, like I said, when you're fighting Jake Collier, always pick against him, and you'll live and you'll sleep well knowing that at least you ain't lose money picking him. <laughs> Did you get to watch this fight? Because I know I didn't really watch it. But I just know my boy got the dub. I saw they were banging, though. They, were, they, they was banging. It wasn't no little... Riff rap bullshit. What was I doing during this card? I think I was. I was did for some. I didn't tune in until about the um main card. I forgot. Yeah. I had to do something that night, and then I was. That was the reason why I was asleep during the day. Type shit. You missed. Uh, you missed my boy Tim Means. Old Tim Means getting the KO, bro. Like he, it wasn't no fluky KO. Like first round, he rocked Fialo. But then the second round, Fialo had a very better, a very uh, had a better round altogether. In the second round, it was still close because Tim Means, like first half of the round, Fialo is working him, doing hitting his shots, uh, securing a takedown, and then all of a sudden Tim Means gets back up and he kind of hits him with a shot that hurts him again. Didn't put him down or anything, but hurt. You could tell it put some damage on him, and you're looking there like, oh shit, like Tim Means is cracking shit this fight. Then in the third round. Third round is when, not third, what, yeah, third round is when Tim Means finished the fight. Altogether, Tim Means got three fucking knockdowns throughout this fight. Like, he was looking as crisp as ever on defeat. I heard he got the finish, but I didn't know he was killing shit like that all fight. Oh, two knockdowns, two knockdowns. There was one that, the one that hurt him was the one that almost could have been a third one when he dropped, almost dropped him in the second round. 39 years old, fucking shit up. 
It wasn't even close. He started. He came in as a like a big underdog too. Like Fialo was minus two fifty, I think. So like, and then by like halfway through the first round, like odds flipped. Like Tim Means was the favorite. Imagine being just a random Tim Means fan, and then you bet on that. Came back with like a ban. We've been living nice, living nice, knowing that Tim Means is like that. Uh-huh. All right, and then uh, then we're getting to the main card. Charles Jordan getting the submission over Ricardo Ramos. And, like, Jordan's looked good on the feet for the limited time it was. Ramos didn't, uh, couldn't even land a shot. Then Ramos kind of has to, like, panic wrestle because shit ain't working. He does get the takedown. But then he started trying to roll with Jordan. And, like, immediately into, like, him getting the takedown, Jordan was, like, shooting submission attempts, like, reversals off the back. And I was sitting there, like, you might want to, like, Ramos, like, I don't know what's going on, but like Jordan is over here cooking up something. Like this, you better be careful, homie, because I had uh, I was ho- I had him on verdict, but all of a sudden, next thing you know, Jordan ends up getting the I think the guillotine submission uh, gets the sub. It's guillotine season. I was happy to wait for this one. This one I was starting to wake up and shit. But Charles Jordan fucked him up in a sense. There was nothing Ramos could – he wasn't doing shit on the feet. And then he shot one takedown, got it, almost got reversed into a submission, and then shot another takedown, which led to the guillotine. Yeah. So what's next for my dog, Ed Jordan? He's just a, one of them, like, filibusters. Like, it's like Tim Means, him, um, Brian Barbarina. Like, there's just guys who are – like, probably aren't going to be a title guy ever. But, like, they just love to fight. And, like, he said it himself. Yeah. Like, uh, he didn't say it himself, but he was referring to the Canada media. And Canada media always – if you're a UFC or MMA fighter coming out of Canada, you're just automatically compared by the media to George St. Pierre. And he's like, every like, you'll have a win. You win the fight. And they're like, oh, he looked good. But he he's no George St. Pierre. And it's yeah. like – course not nobody's the next george st pierre like fucking like the, nice. like don't like you don't have to compare and that's why there isn't a big market for canada fighters because he says the media just holds them all to this impossible standard so like uh, but i think he knows who he is as like i i bring good fights and i don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon like he's just gonna i think dana white probably pays him a pretty good amount now because he consistently puts on good fights Consistent main Carters, and he has a raw nickname. Raw nickname, but uh, unlike Kendra's next guy, kind of he's still young, so anything can happen. But Brian Battle uh, gets a submission win over uh, AJ Fletcher's, uh, and got the rear naked choke. Was hurting him on the feet. Uh, AJ, it just looked like these guys didn't belong in the cage together. Like Brian Battle was just in his bag this whole fight, and like coming off the Gabe Green KO, KO in Charlotte in front of the home crowd, and um, he's definitely making up for his uh, uh loss before he lost to fucking what's the guy's name, Rocket Frankenaninoff, like one of the Russian killers, so like older. He's an older Russian guy too, but like other than that one stumble in the UFC, he's he's. Looking, he's pretty great. He might be the the next. He coming off a of tough, I believe, right? So like, he might be the next like tough guy that could make some noise. That shorthand Brian Battle is a problem. I thought he was cool with the long hair, killing people. 
and doing what he does. But his shorthand, Brian Battle, 14 seconds, killed the last dude, got the sub here, and never looked like he was just in trouble this fight. Not even a little bit. So, yeah, we rock with shorthand, Brian Battle, to the wheels fall off. Yeah, well, 11 and 2. And like I said, his one loss in the UFC, that name is decision loss. But, like, even then it wasn't, like, a bad showing. He just just, just didn't look good. So, I kind of like this new like, – he's young blood at the welterweight division, so I like it. Yeah, yeah. Then we get into – honestly, I had no worry about this fight. <laughs> I had – there was nothing at all. Like, the odds are minus two-something for a reason. Marina Rodriguez, KO win over Karate Hottie Michelle Watterson. <clears throat> like, it could have got stopped in the first round. It, it, that's how bad it was. And she's, uh, it went on to the second round. She took a fucking beating and eventually gets stopped. Thankfully, the ref steps in. I mean, this fight, the entire time I was watching this fight, I was in this thinking, oh, Paul's enjoying this. Paul is liking this right now. Paul, Paul is loving every second of this shit. No, I so, definitely... Yeah, so the whole entire time, I'm just watching. Yeah, I was in this bitch watching this shit, like, oh, Paul's about to talk shit. But it was once they got the elbow, and she started bleeding like a motherfucker. Well, was was that this fight where there was just a shit ton of blood? Or was that the next fight? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, Michelle Watterson was bleeding bad in the first round. Yeah, I killed him. Once she had her leaking all over the place, it was just like, oh, shout out Watterson for getting that takedown. She did get a takedown to prolong the fight and shit like that. But I was a, I have to save my life takedown. Hey, and she saved her fucking life with that bitch because you know she had the, that was one. One of those, if I needed to get it any time, it was right now. But who is this killer that's, that beat the fuck out of the Karate Hottie? And what the fuck does she got going on next? So she beat Karate Hottie back in like 2021, I think, or 2020. So I was kind of shocked. It was a unanimous decision, and I was kind of shocked they ran it back. Uh, she, she's coming off of two losses to Amanda Limbos and Jordan Roba. But uh, before that, she beat Mackenzie Dern and Jan Zanian. So, like... Those are two hitters at the weight class. So I don't know what she had two bad losses to to Limos and John Aruba, John Aruba. But like if she fights like this every fight and the fight she had with Dern and uh Don, she she has the potential. Like it's all there. Yeah, definitely, man. That's just scary. Not only is all, but like that, that's what makes it hard to place her in this division. Is because she has those wins over some people already, and a win over Amanda Rebus and shit. So it's like, who, like, who do you fight? Like, they're like, we don't want to see you rematch all the people you already fought already. So like, it's like, how do we place her? Like, who, who are we gonna place her up against next? I don't know, but she looks like she could take a lot of people's heads off. So she might just have to catch fire and go on the winning streak. Yeah, but then our next fight at featherweight co-main event, Bryce Mitchell, the American hero, beats Danny Ige, unanimous decision. I was kind of shocked it was a unanimous decision because I feel like early in the fight, Ige was landing some big shots, like some haymakers that were hurting Mitchell. I think he even cut him open. But Mitchell just 
cardio pace wrestling ass motherfucker just kept 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 it up all fight. Yeah, I think it was the right decision. It was um definitely think um Ige won the first round though. A lot of people are screaming Ige won the first round. So I would have gave Ige the first round, but the what's it called? The fact that Bryce Mitchell could win this fight definitely is facts. And he did it the best way possible. He just stayed stayed active, proactive, didn't put himself into too much danger. Didn't look like too crazy rusty. And he had the cardio to go all three rounds. So I don't know. How'd you feel about Bryce's performance? I I mean, it it looked like to me, like, yeah, I think he won in Amos' decision, all that wrestling. Second and third round definitely his. I I think Ige won the first. But um, I, I think this is starting to show, like, maybe his win over Edson Barbosa on the feet, like when he was beating Barbosa on the feet, was kind of more fluky. Maybe Barbosa was really worried about the wrestling stuff, which opened up the shots that he was able to land, because this is back-to-back fights where Bryce Mitchell looked like he just had, he had nothing. There was nothing on the feet he could do. Like all he had was the wrestling. Like Illitoporia absolutely dominated him on the feet. This fight, Dan Ige, if it was if it was a stand and bang fight, Dan Ige was it was about to be a KO bloodbath in my opinion, but. It's, Bryce Mitchell's one wrestling ass motherfucker, and all the Arkansas training he does works for him. But if he ever wants to take that next jump into like real deal title contendership status, you I you have to work on the stand up. You have to at least be able to look like you belong in the UFC on your feet. Like you don't have to be the best striker, but you have to at least belong on your feet at some point. So. That like I think he, he's still like I think he has the mold to be great, and I love myself some Bryce Mitchell, but I really want him to be like a, a one day fighting for the belt. And if that's the case, you have to work on your stand up because that that wrestling stuff only get you so far before you start fighting the guys who can wrestle or have BJJ at a high level or are just stronger than you at a certain point. Like you can't run into Taporia again or Volkanovski. Or you can't run into Brian Ortega because off his back. Max Holloway. Yeah, Max Hall. Like you can't go run into these guys who you're gonna stand with them and just get either get killed or even if you hit the mat, you might get submitted. Like even Josh Emmett. Like you go walk into Josh Emmett, he lands a couple of those shots, fight over. Like you just before before you take that next jump, I want you to work on your fucking hands, my boy. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely agree with that and cosign on that one. And then, how did you feel about the post fight in the, the post fight interview when he had the Bible and everything? That shit was wild. But so I don't want to laugh at it, but I feel like Max Vick, uh, Vixping wanted nothing to do with that shit. Yeah, like he came out there and did the interview, and then Bryce was like, "All right, can we have our prayer?" <laughs> she just like walked off on the ass quick as fuck. Like didn't even like it was like he was like just, I'm fucking done here, and he, like walked off. Yeah. Bryce was just like, come on, man. Like, he literally was like, you can see the face that Bryce makes that's just like, ah, oh, like, I got let down. And I was just like, my Brisbane wanted nothing to do with all this shit. Uh, I mean, I do your thing, my guy. Make your prayer. I'm not going to stop anyone from praying and all that. But you can't be shocked if, like, a, a big national 
a thing ain't gonna allow you to pray on a thing. Like even in football, they not they don't air the prayers before and after games that the teams usually take. Yeah. Like all the football players coming to the knee at the fifty, like both teams coming together praying. Like Russell Wilson does that almost every game, like post game. Yeah, that's right. I think Bryce Mitchell reminds me of somebody that's like recently got back into the Bible and had to refine the faith, but they only read the book of Revelations. So they're only talking about like how the world might end type shit. So it's very interesting and intriguing to see the character that Bryce Mitchell's developed into in real life. I also feel like he's somebody who just like just real small town, like 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 uh, how he's just like a he's now like on the big stage type shit, and he's just like what he's used to normal is not what's normal to the rest of the world. So like he, yeah. he might be a normal old person and from where he's from. Yeah, yeah. That's real. But on to our main event. Shit was hurtful. Yeah, hurtful for real. Pun intended. Like uh this like this is Curtis Blades versus Tom Aspinall. Like just the build up into this like very similar to that where the build up was high. Like, oh this isn't a title fight, but we're getting two high level fighters that Kind of styles make fights like you can't wait to see this one, just for it to oh, be, yeah. just to be ended the way it's ended. Yeah, we got a round out of it. You can judge that round how much you want to judge it, but that's not a five round fight which we were supposed to get. And it, it sucks. It ends up as a TKO on the stat sheet, uh, but that's that's the rules. Like people are mad. It's not a no contest, but like that that's what happens like when people get hurt during it wasn't like an illegal eye poke that or a kick it to the balls anything illegal that makes the fight be stopped due to unfair advantage but it just what comes with the fight game i just look at it like um niggas be niggas don't really complain when sean o'malley says i mean y'all niggas be quick to check we all be quick to check sean even on twitter um community notes be quick to check sean o'malley when um Kiwi Scrim he's undefeated and he says that because he got hurt in his fight against Cheeto. I look at it the same way, like it is what it is, man. But yeah, like uh, he technically broke this shit. Blocked that bitch with his elbow. Maybe Gamera put a little oomph into that bitch. Who knows? No, nah, that shit was crazy too, but the way he broke that bitch was crazy. Fucking kicking the kicking other dude's elbow and they just hit perfectly. And it was quick. And he tore shit. And the thing about it was, it wasn't the elbow that he kicked with. It was the elbow that he planted. It, was, it wasn't the knee that he kicked with. It was the knee that he planted. And I think that's the one that tore. Ooh. I mean, speedy recovery because he is a, a killer. And there's a little side note, like, just looking forward, like, I don't think after what Darius did the game run, I don't think he's going to be a title contender because he just can't fight on his feet. Um, but then um, for Perceive, I just have to – we have to pay attention to, like, because he throws a lot – he was a high-volume kick person. Like, he throws a lot of kicks. And now after this injury, when he comes back, are we going to see – like, is he going to change the way he fights? Is he going to throw less kicks? Is it going to be a mental thing? I, there's just something I think we should pay attention to when he comes back. Oh, uh, yeah. Because sometimes it isn't even like you don't got the power there anymore. It's just like mentally there's a blockage that like you just don't want to throw that kick again the same way because you're just mentally just afraid that the same shit's going to happen. Yeah, I can see that happening. 
So like, and he just he's just someone who throws a lot of volume on his with his feet. So like, it isn't like he didn't throw a lot of kicks. Like, no, nah, this man, the feet were just like his hands. Like, home, home. Uh, hey, he was gonna throw them all. So like, it's just something I'm gonna pay attention because like Darren Till coming back from injury back in the heyday, different fighter completely, not the same guy. That's real. But, but that was that part, man. Yeah, I would say it sucks that, like, because I was really hoping to look here and just be like, even we're wrong, like, Gamrot looked great. Like, sit here and be like, oh, this person's going to potentially fight for the belt again. Like, Gamrot might go fight for the belt, but Zeev might get a, not the belt off of this fight, but like, the, whoever won this fight is going to be turned their, their big loss right around and go jump back up into the rankings. Like, this fight has left you with an empty. Like, no taste in your mouth. Like, you're saying there, like, Gamrot is still in the same place he was because no one's going to respect this win. And Vaziv is the same place he was minus, like, a whole year recovery now. Mmm, facts. So, I feel like no one benefited, the fighters or us, from this from this main event right here, which kind of blows. But that was UFC fight night. We dropped our recap of the... um all the fights that uh, made some noise for us to talk about. It was a good card altogether. Outside of the main event, ending the way it ended, top to bottom, a lot of finishes. It was a, a great fight night uh, experience at the Apex. Go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on the fight night card altogether and your thoughts on the, the main event and what happened. and Or Bryce Mitchell and the whole – he brought the Bible into the fucking cage. Never been done before. UFC history was made this weekend. No, that shit was wild. And he raised that bitch all the way to the top. But we got to respect it. He got a nice yeah, look. Yeah. We got to respect it, though. Do you, do you, BM? Do your thing, my guy. Uh, but as always, we got to get the fuck up out of here. We appreciate everyone watching. Stay tuned for the boxing Canelo versus Charlo. And tune in. If you're just one of our uh, boxing UFC fans, tune into the NFL stuff. That's our bread and butter, baby. Uh, this is Paul Pickham, Wyndham Concha. Join, as always, with Kevin, uh, Street Fight Enthusiast, Savoy. And this has been another episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. Yo, bitch. Mm.